Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. <laughs> Here we okay, are. Okay, we're going to take two. All right, so we're in, this is real spotty, you guys. I'm in London, and I'm living like Harry Potter in a weird Airbnb. I want to hear everything. It, Have you performed there? Have you done a show yet? So I've done two sh- I'm doing a show for seven nights, an awesome. hour each night. And That's I'm so in cool. love. I That's am so great. In, oh, I fucking love it here. I love the audiences. I love the people. And they've been, like, selling out. What's it like? Like, what do you like? You you set your little toes off the flight, and then did you? Were you like overwhelmed with people's accents? Like, what was it like? Well, the first, so I got in a, I got into a taxi, and the taxi driver sounded so. Have you been to London before or no? I went to London, but it was years ago, and it was I tried to do a study abroad, and I was gonna go. This is a you're gonna. This is an Emma one. I was gonna do a study abroad. I was gonna study how. People in Jamaica used voodoo, which is so problematic. I repent. I'm. So, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. This is when I was in college. I don't know why I thought I it would be a good idea for me to try to force myself on that. It, it was a mess. I didn't go. Thank God. And so then I was trying to find a study abroad to do, and there was this program where I was like, you. It was studying whether Turkey would join the European Union. I don't know what the fuck. I, so I signed up for it, and we, it was bit, we were in London, and then we traveled around the European Union hotspots. So I was in London for, I think, six days. And it was awesome, but I don't really – I used to drink a lot. I don't remember it. Oh, I, oh first of all, that is the most – I can't even – The layers. All, since, since, <laughs> the layers of the, problem. <laughs> I mean, I was – first of all, they shouldn't have even – no one should have the option. They, like, little Americans shouldn't be able to go – watch people learn voodoo one two i was openly gay problem three it's definitely some kind of like appropriation or like something like just it's like and (laughs) thank fucking god do you ever watch america's got talent when everyone gets that red x and you just hear like like that's exactly it like it's like, actually, I understand that your mother makes like quilts in Peru. Where does she make? Where does she Swedish weave in Guatemala? She's she's in Guatemala right now, and I have, I she's in she's in Guatemala. So she's, she's in Guatemala. So she's yeah. in Guatemala, and and I understand like I, like and that's actually not like problematic because she doesn't exchange with the women, so it's very reciprocal. Like they invite her weaving team down. It's well, her it's and her just, friend Karen. But it's, it's reciprocal. so Emma that like you're in your head, you're like, well, my mom goes Swedish weaving. I exactly. guess I'll just study voodoo in Jamaica. And it's like, wait, exactly. what? First of yeah, all, like, why wouldn't you just go to New Orleans? Go to New oh. Orleans. It's in the States. And you can talk to Cajun people or like learn Creole or learn something about New Orleans. And then there happens to be voodoo as well. So you could, yes. you could like go to people who maybe know about that there. Like there's a history there. Because I, I, I'm not saying people in New Orleans all do voodoo. But I'm saying there's voodoo shops. Like there's like there's like oh, a yeah. place called like Madame Voodoo. So you could learn all about the different cultures of New Orleans and include Well, that's voodoo. a great idea. I don't idea. understand but I don't understand, like, I'm going to go to Jamaica and learn voodoo. Like, wait, I've I'll never tell even you. heard you mention voodoo in the seven well, years the that I've known you. I've never, I'm not even interested in it. I was flipping through, I mean, I'm interested in it. And also, I get spooked out pretty quick. So, it makes, I was flipping through, like, summer study abroads. And 
it was like learn learn voodoo in Jamaica, and I was like, oh, I want to do that. And I remember I applied to it. And oh, wait then the a minute, reason I, why was mm. there a learn voodoo in Jamaica on a side? Just imagine a pamphlet problem. like l- learn how to make pasta in Italy. Learn, yes. you know, um, that's exactly Mandarin what it was in in China, um, and then learn voodoo from hate. Like what? Yep, that's exactly it's and it's it's like marketed and it was expensive and I, they probably didn't offer like financial assistance. It's like purely for kids in Connecticut. It was very, the, but the voodoo in Jamaica was the most screwy one because that's like, that's like re like no one wants those kids there probably. But like the voodoo, that's like I don't I truly don't know what I was thinking. And the only reason I didn't go, this is probably the most embarrassing thing I've ever even shared in the podcast. Uh, out I of mean, everything. This, this might it's be really your embarrassing. Date with this, the, remember, remember the, the quote unquote supermodel that you met off Craigslist, who was like, yeah. you said three hundred pounds, and then Listen. you and you met her at a Seven Eleven. She was a footmodel. This model. might take the cake. This this is way worse because this is worse because it is just so like. I mean, you look back; it's just indicative of so many like things, like problematic layers of things, and like. And that's even when I was like that. It's a lot of entitlement too, but I didn't do it. Thank God. And I ended up in frick in London studying the European Union. And I don't really remember. Yeah, London it. seems more appropriate for you. Oh yeah. I mean, also like even if there was some way to do the exchange that was like culturally sensitive and not exploitative, like like I remember. Like, when people come to my hometown in Maine for the summer, they'll kind of, like, look at the locals. Like, they'd be like, oh, and these are, like, the locals. And I remember always thinking that felt weird. So that's, like, me going to Jamaica to learn voodoo is that magnified times 8 billion. But I also get scared easily. (laughs) Like, I get get spooked. So I would have – I probably never would have returned. (laughs) Or you would – maybe you would have become, like, a – I don't know, a voodoo priest or something. And you were like, I don't even, I know nothing of voodoo. If I became a, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Thank God. Thank God that didn't happen. I mean, that was really bad. It is a, it's pretty. Pretty bad. The thing is, I think if I, if I didn't know you, I would be more shocked. I'd have so many more questions. But because I know you, part of me is like, yeah, this makes sense. This well, it's also right. it's also it's part of like the private because like it's private liberal arts college like that's like a big business. So people are making shit tons of money off of people that are doing study abroad stuff. It's doing study abroad stuff, and some there's a right way to do it, and then there, there's probably diff- a lot of different levels to it. And then that particular program I was looking at is definitely. I remember they had a cool one. It was studying gender in Amsterdam. That sounded pretty cool. It's just studying toned up. What? Studying, studying what? gender and gender and Amsterdam. Gender. Okay, I thought you yeah. said studying bender, and I was like, like people going on a bender, like how to drink, like what does that mean? I don't get it. You're studying well, voodoo in, in Jamaica, and then just drunks in bender. Amsterdam. Studying oh, studying God. alcoholism in Amsterdam, but I studied was, painting in Italy, but that makes it makes sense. It's it's just it's a it's a tone deaf and i mean i know people that have done exchange programs that were like incredible and they can be great but some of them are problematic but wait a minute i guess i shouldn't even visit exchange program like that was was like someone coming from jamaica to maine (laughs) and like living with your mom no that would have been 
insane. No, this was, um, this would have been me. This wasn't an exchange. This would have been me paying to go to Jamaica and just be there for like a summer to the chagrin of all Jamaicans ever. So I don't, I, I would like to go to Jamaica, not to. It's very, I think it's a pretty, um, I, I think it's like not high up on the gay tourism board, but I would love to go. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of countries not high on the gay tour. Like, you, you know, gays, we got to be real careful where right. we go. Right. Um, but so to London. Get back to London, I, I love it here. And, you know, first of all, I was walking around today and it was the, it's raining all week. So there was a moment of sunniness. And being a New Yorker is good because you can kind of just look around and be like, okay, well, that place is clearly for tourists and that place is for tourists. And I've asked locals, I've said, you know, where do I get good breakfast? And I go on Instagram and stuff. But, you know, the shows have been, I, I really thought that the show, you know, seven days, I thought it was going to be one old British person being like, I don't get it. Who's Rachel Ray? But they've been just packing it with gay people and they've just been the best audiences. I mean, from the second you get out there, they're just. They're um, hyped. Like, uh, Is it like mm-hmm. when I op- when we did the show, your show in Provincetown? It, yeah, exactly the same thing. Exactly. You've tapped into gay men that feel very excited to see a funny comedian that they can relate to. Yeah, but you, I'm just excited to see them in the audience for years right. of doing course shows where there's never gay people. And then the, the every once in a while, we talked about this before, you would do a gay show. And because we weren't really known, they kind of looked at you like, what are you doing? Like, we hear this at brunch. You know what I mean? Like, they were a right. tough crowd to win over. So it's the first time that it's like, oh, it's just like so exciting to like see gay people in the crowd and maybe for them i don't know what for them but but they've just been really good audiences i got nervous because this guy came up afterwards and he's like i'm i was here to review your show here's my card send me your headshot and i was just like oh god a review like you know what i mean like i just uh, i don't especially if he wasn't like great job i'm gonna write a review if they're just like i'm here to review you're like okay I, it felt like the principal. Well, his boyfriend was there, and it's like, we had a lovely time. The audiences, by the way, this is between American audience and British audiences. When they make an announcement, absolutely no photography or filming, not one person brought out their phone. Whoa. They follow the not rules. A, not a single person. And then someone Instagram, they were like, saw Matteo Lane. Unfortunately, you're not allowed to take photos or video, but it was a great show. And I was like, that... In America, literally at the cellar, they put your phones in bags, and people still manage still to take try out their to, phones and yeah. use them. They do that at um, at the Improv in LA. They do that. They I did a show there last night, and they had the bags. And this is what people do. I've noticed in the clubs in America where they have to do this, even if the phones are in the bags, people will. You would think if a phone is in a bag, you would put it like not on the table because you can't get your phone. So there's no reason having it like holding it in your hand like that. Just put it down. People will, they put the phone in the bag on the table or hold it. Like they can't, they have to still be connected to the phone. Right. Which is, I I understand that. Like some, look, we're very connected to our phones. And I don't think a lot of people who go to comedy understand what's actually happening on stage and the work that goes into it and the frustration with the comics. But I mean, it was just so nice for them to make one announcement, like no phones of video. and, And then everyone, my accent's terrible. And then everyone does it. I was like, oh, my God. And That's also great. I found that you could be slightly more, 
not offensive, but like the jokes that I do, there's a few jokes that I do in the States where I immediately get groans. Like everyone sounds like a Saved by the Bell audience. Right. And here they've just been like, they're, they're almost clapping, like being like, ah, that was so funny. You've offended oh, us. That's Thank the best. you. Especially when you're like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy for thinking. I actually had, I did a show last night. I did Hot Tub, that show at the Virgil in LA. And it was so fun because it was like, it was just, it was a 10 minute set, but like every single thing I said, like they were just totally, they got it. And it, and I was like, oh yeah. So some of the, it's not when that happens, you're like, oh, that's why I even thought that in the first place. Cause sometimes you'll say something and you're like, what the fuck did I think that? Am I like, where does anyone else get that? And then when people do, it's nice. Yeah. I haven't quite figured out the shower in my Airbnb. It's been two days. And so how cold are we talking? Well, it there's it makes no sense. You know, like the showers with like the nozzle that you pick up and you use it like you hand, what's that called? Like it's like, uh, yeah, I know what you're know, talking you, about. Shower head. Yeah, and shower head. Thank people you. masturbate with them. So yes, and um, there's two of them. One connected to the tub, and then one connected to some machine on the wall. The oh, one God. on the tub doesn't work, and then the machine on the wall. The temperature, no matter where you put put it, will just only switch back to f- like I mean, so cold. I'm surprised <laughs> it not it's not ice, and then so hot that it's literally lava. So I've burned my ass twice. So I don't know how I'm supposed to shower. And I messaged the Airbnb people, and I was just like, "Hi, like, how do I use your Help. shower?" I I literally wrote, "I've burned my ass twice." Please. There's a comedian named um, Donnie. I'm blanking on his last name. He's a really nice older guy. We went to spin class together in Vegas, but he has a joke about hotel showers, and he actually pulls out a, like a PowerPoint thing about why are they always such extreme temperatures? And I remember right. thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, what the fuck is, what is up with that? He was like, he had a whole thing about how it was like, either the coldest ever or the most hot and you've got like 10 seconds in between to try to get get bathed yeah i mean it it, it is like that and i also thought too i'm like this i i you would have you ever stare at something you use every day and think it can't be this complicated of course like it, there's everything there's i no own way it's this complicated yep i stare at myself and think that i'm like there's no way this is that I saw the Joker movie. Have you seen that? No, but I saw the same movie. I saw Judy. You wait, what's Judy? Oh, I want to see that movie. I want to see yeah, that movie a, so bad. I had a really hacky joke where it was like, I saw that movie about the person in a lot of makeup and and, and they're like a, a kind of a mess and I think you know that they die. Oh, joke. It starts with a J, Joker? No, no, Judy. Right. I saw Judy. Judy was phenomenal. I don't know. if Did we talk about Judy on our last podcast no. or not? Nope. Be- because it was phenomenal. She, the, the, the story's average. I mean, they really just... The script is fine. They just take a chunk out of Judy's life. It won't have any award for, like, best movie, but her performance is so amazing. And Who is it? The thing with Judy... Renee Zellweger. That's what I thought. Good for her. And the thing about Judy, too, is, like, she's been done by every drag queen, by every performer. She herself is so over the top. It's like, right. how do you do this performance and not make it camp while also right. acknowledging that she herself was camp? So she balanced that line so 
perfectly and did so many subtle things to make her really seem like Judy. It was, it was amazing. That's where the acting is magic. I actually had an audition and I, last week, and I don't know what the fuck happened, but when I re, when I after I did it, I was like, that felt really good. It was not one in front of a casting person. I was taping it myself at with like someone that was help, was helping me tape tape it. And I first of all, in the script, it said like it was like tatted up muscular Korean thug. And so when I got the audition, I was like, look, no, I'm not doing it. And then I got like pushed back. Like you got to do it. And I was like, I'm not a tatted. I'm not, I can't, I don't. So I did it. But what made it, it's all in the little things with acting because I was like really pausing. Like I was like, I'm not going to get this. So I was just trying to have fun and which I'm going to put that in quotes, but it was like, I've been trying to watch when I watch acting stuff to be like, it's the little things, a level like that. That's like, the best of the best, but little things where you're like, oh, I can't put my finger on it, but all of that brings it so much new life. Yeah, because I think with Judy, like you're saying, like the little tiny things, you know, like Judy Garland had a really like specific way of speaking, and it would come out with Renee. Sometimes, you know, you also had to suspend belief. Like Renee did her own singing, it wasn't Judy Garland's singing. And she sang? Judy Mm-hmm. And it wasn't bad. I mean, it was good. Look, it's Judy Garland is undoubtedly one of the greatest singers of all time. So when you're right. stepping into that role, no matter what you sound like, people are going to be met with like, but that doesn't sound like Judy. But I think they did it in a way where it was like, we know that this isn't Judy, but she's doing a character piece. And it would actually detract from the movie if she just lip synced to Judy Garland instead. Right. The Joker was also very good with the, I actually think that it would win awards because I was like, it was so, it's also good to see if you're interested in comedy because there was a lot of comedians in it. Gary Goldman. I I heard Sam Morell was in it. Sam Morell. So these are all comedians that Mateo and I work with regularly. And it was, I've never, because sometimes I'll be watching a movie and someone will pop up and I'm like, oh, holy shit. Like I know Mm. them. But this, Mm. I was like, what the fuck? Like, there was, like, a Greer Barnes. Um, what? The, yeah, Greer Barnes is in it, not playing a comedian. He plays, like, one of the people that works at, like, the clown business that the, that the Joker works at. There was uh, um, uh, Chris from SNL. Like, there was, like, a lot of comics in it. So I went to it because, so I on Sunday, I didn't have a show, and I, I like, left it. Like, I purposely was, like, I'm taking Sunday night off. So... Ashley, my girlfriend, was like, do you want to go on a double date with me and my with this couple she's friends with? And I was like, sure, because I'm like, OK, you know, I'm clocking in, doing the duty of part of what you do, whatever. So I thought we were all going to go to brunch. Fine, fine, fine. We didn't. And then they were like, well, would you want to go watch a movie? And I was like, fuck, yeah. And so then it ended up being like so fun to go because I, I love going to the movies but there's a special movie theater where you pay like $40 a month to be a member. Have you ever heard of that? Mm, I think so. I think they have one in New York where it's like they do. really nice chairs and you can relax nice chairs. and have dinner. Well, I'll tell you this. So I'm not a member. I wouldn't do that. But 
So Ashley's a member. So we go. They have it's L.A. So they have like a keto menu where there's like oh it's like guiltless fried chicken, guiltless whoopie pie, guiltless cheesecake. So I ordered from that. Uh, doesn't taste good. Like <laughs> I got it and I was like, blah, 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 blah. and then it was like, oh, what the fuck am I eating? There was, it was like. No carb, no dairy, no sugar, no grain, no cheat, like no, no. Because normally it'll so be like vegan. So this was an empty plate. It was an exactly with some something was on it, and I was like, I, I detect a strawberry amongst these flavors, but like, what else is this? Is Other that the than video that, I the saw movie. Of you, you eating a salad with your hand. No. That was that was I was I was out somewhere and we had been moving and like moving's kind of like I'm moving stuff from her apartment out with her but you know it's like stressful so like things were like a little bit tense I felt like and then we went to go get something to eat and like she was on her phone which I actually I like it if I'm with someone and they're in their phone because I'm like oh thank god then when I need to be in my phone we can do that mm-hmm. so because the art therapist was like so polite and present that she was like so hyper aware of like not being on her phone when she was with me, but actually that caused problems because then I would be on my phone and she'd be like, "Why are you being rude?" She was right, but so Ashley was on her phone and I she was emailing, so I started eating with my hands and then she was like, "Emma, I wasn't emailing. I just videotaped you. Look at what you just did." And I was like, "Son of a bitch!" So that's okay. that video. Why did you? Didn't you have a fork? Yeah. <laughs> why, why would you eat a salad with your hand? Everybody's acting like it's so weird. It's not. I'm making a sandwich in real time. And did you notice that I was I was moving quick because I didn't think she was engrossed in her phone. So I'm like, oh, I'm good. So that's why I was moving so quick. Speedy Gonzalez, <laughs> you've never done what? anything like that. No one's no one's looking, and you just grab the olive and put it on the bread and. I well, you know what? I'll say this, Emma. I've never done that, but I have joined a voodoo um, Jamaican study abroad class. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, can I? I will say, and I, I'm truly not judging you. I do the most mm. insane things ever. What I'm saying is, that I think it's just people were taken back because they they weren't sure what was. I've never seen someone eat a salad like that. I can't believe. Well, I was only doing it quick when I thought I wasn't eating the whole salad like that. But when I was but like, about, oh, don't you get stuff all over your hand? That to me, yeah. I was actually because like I can't I hate e- even eating fries because then your hands feel greasy or you've got salt on your hands. So I get so p- particular about how I eat. So it's like, you know, I I if a salad, it's got all that like dressing and cheese. Like, yep. didn't you worry that it was on your hand? Not at all. See, I don't like eating fries. I like eating fries, but I also don't because then I get depressed. Well, but I'm saying is like, didn't? What about the stuff on your hands? Did you feel that the? Oh, I didn't give a shit. I'll tell you exactly. I got a system. The stuff gets on my hands, <laughs> but I'm eating the bread, and then I kind of smush it off on the bread. And by the time the bread's down the gullet, the the stuff is off my hands. Did you just call your throat a gullet? Mm-hmm. If you eat like that, <laughs> so- your throat. If you haven't Were seen you? it, it's on Instagram. We'll repost it on the Inside the Closet um, Instagram page, too. If, I mean, I don't want to horrify everybody, but. I don't think 
think it was horrifying. I think it was, you know what it was? It was just one of those moments. We all do those things when we're alone where we're like, if anybody yeah. saw this right now, like what am I, what I'm wearing, what I'm doing, you know, I would look completely ridiculous. But you know, when other people are around, there's, all, there's, there's some kind of like awareness where you're like, well, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just behave or I'll act accordingly. So I think people were maybe, maybe in a way people were like, good for Emma because that's something you do alone. No one said good for me, but I appreciate that. I mean, people were, were like, people, whoa. What were people saying? I people were, people were just like, oh, my God. A couple people wrote, oh, I do that, too. But it was more, I was more impressed that she captured it because she did it very seamlessly in the midst of texting. So I saw her little thumbs moving. That's when I went in with the hands. But then. Did she, what did she say to you right after? Like, um, Emma? So she, so she catch, so done recording. And then like right after I put the bread in my mouth, I like look up to make sure she's still on her phone. So she is, but she sees me look up and she stops and she was like, do you know what you just did? And I was like, huh? And she was like, look, and then she showed me the video and I was like, I thought you were texting. And she was like, I was, but I wanted to prioritize catching you do that. And I was like, son of a bitch. I, are you still writing that show about you because you need a show and you need things like this in your show? I'm trying to write a show. I've been trying to write this show about me moving back to Maine. And, you know, it's so the thing that's tough with writing is like, you know, I go on all these meetings. I've been going on. A, I've been going on like tons of meetings and you present your ideas to people. And I took a script writing class, but it only gets so far. So you need to get like paired up with people. And that's where I'm at. That's been the main roadblock so right now i need to get the, paired no, up no pun intended that's been the main the main r- m-a-i-n-e yeah that's the main roadblock i need to get what I need if you to called get the show up. the uh, the main the main problem and it's spelled m-a-i-n-e that's very clever i'll write that down i'll send you 20 bucks I, if it gets picked up uh, <laughs> 20 bucks. how fun put me, in the sh- put me in the show you're it's hired how fun would it be if I got a show and then this was, or both, well, I hope both of us get shows, but, and then this was documenting. And I was like, if you look back on inside the closet, you know, oh, we just, by the this. way, Emma, if, if I ever get a TV show, like a, a scripted show without question, you're in it. Yeah. Likewise. I mean, if you get it, I'm showing up anyway. I'm showing up. I'll be like, I'm in the show. I, I would not I officially, but he just hasn't. Because we had a role for you in the comedy central show that I was developing Right. And that, of course, didn't get picked up. Um, by the Which way, was tough I, on I, that because they, they, they like wrote about They were excited. So they did a press release like that they're developing the show with Mateo. But then it's t- the way things work is someone can be developing something and then it doesn't get picked up. So that's right. Frustrating. Yeah, it was it was depressing. Um, but I'm too, I'm shooting a pilot in L.A. on Monday. Great. Um, so I'll be in L.A. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. But I'm shooting Monday through Wednesday. I'm actually uh, gonna. I'm in Minneapolis this weekend, and then I'm. I'm. But I, I come back to LA on Tuesday. Oh well, then we'll be able to hang out. Great. I, I I can't say much about this pilot, but I will just say it involves dogs. It's a live. It's a. I'm hosting, and it is maybe the most ridiculous show. I've, like in a fun way that I've ever heard of in my entire life. How comfortable are you? That actually segues really perfectly into something I wanted to bring up about a dog. How comfortable sure. are you with dogs? Well, I love I love dogs, and I specifically am obsessed with pit bulls. Like if I see, pit I bulls, love pit bulls. 
oh, my heart melts. I want to hug them and squeeze them and kiss them. And I'm obsessed. I didn't know that. I love pit bulls. Oh, I grew up with pit bulls. My sister is a pit bull. My mom is a pit bull. Like, I'm obsessed with pit bulls. I love a pit bull. I, I love a pit bull. I like French bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I know those. Well, so this is interesting. I never connected with dogs. Like, we had a dog, Max, growing up, and I never, like, I would play with him, but it was always kind of like, meh. Never connected really what with cats. What kind of dog was it? He was a big yellow lab. He was really cute. I never really, I never, I just didn't, I don't know. There was, I didn't, there was some kind of, like, it was like, we weren't, I wasn't feeling them. Like, it was, they were just kind of there. And then Ashley has two dogs. And I met both of them, like, when we were dating, and I would kind of be like, oh, hi, you know, be nice to the dog, obviously. I'm not, like, a psychopath. But I didn't Although, think anything of it. Although, can I just say it. real quick, real quick on that. Please. I don't like it when I come to somebody's house and they have dogs. Sometimes, like, dogs that are not your own can be really aggressive. Yeah. And be jumping all over you and panting all over you and licking you. And, look, I don't like that. And it, it, I hate when owners are like... Um, you have to pet them. You ha- No, I don't. They have to do I don't shit. have to pet yeah. them. Yeah. Right. And I remember one time I was at my friend Pat's, Patrick's house way back in the day in Chicago, and his cousin lived there, and she had this dog that I just didn't like. You know, I wasn't mean to it, but I just like, okay, I'm just going to kind of like mind my own business. And the dog kept jumping on me and getting hair all over me and licking me. And I was like, can you please, like, take care of your dog? And she was like, um... It's really rude how you won't pet my dog. Just let him sit on your lap. And I was like, F- no. Like, I don't have to like your dog. There, I just right. had to say that. Also, control your... Fo- I had a little dog where he was... He, I, he was, I think it was a little French bulldog. And he was like... Arr! And his owner was like, he's friendly. And I was went to pet him. And she, I literally, as she said it... He bit my hand and it like poked it and I snapped my hand away and went, and she goes, oh, he doesn't bite. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I like scurried into the elevator to make sure it like, but it like, he like punctured, like it didn't quite break the skin, but I was like, holy, holy shit. Literally, she said he doesn't bite as he did, as he bit me. I got attacked by a pit bull in New York. That's awful. I don't remember. Did I tell you this story? I was going on a meeting with someone and I was walking, you know, in the wintertime, they build those like foyer corridor things. So like when you're walking into a restaurant, you have to go through this little corridor then to the restaurant. So it stops Mm -hmm. the cold air from coming in. So I'm on like 26th Street and like 7th Avenue, busy. And I walk in and there's just a pit bull standing in front of the door. And I was like, oh, no leash, nothing. So, okay. I mean, he had a collar and stuff, so I thought, I, I, and I, like, put my hand down to, like, get the door, and it bit me, and I was, like, bleeding all over, and what? I walked in. Yeah, and I walked in. And you in. still walked into the meeting? Well, I, I had to get, like, help and stuff, and oh, my God, everyone in the restaurant looked at me, they were like, oh, my God, and then this gay guy, I was like, whose dog is this? And he's like, it's my dog, don't touch my fucking dog. And like oh, storms boy. out. And then everyone in the restaurant, I love New York, is like, go back and get that asshole. Sue the fuck out of him. So I like ran after him. I was like, sir, sir, I need your information. He's like, no, leave me alone. I said, look, from one pit bull owner to the next, I am not here to get rid of your dog. I said, but you have to understand that people like you 
who don't know how to take care of the dogs, train them, and obviously watch them, give those dogs a bad rep. Because, yeah. you know, and he ignored me, and I literally was bleeding down my hand, and he was yelling at me like it was my fault. I'm that like, is so scary. You just scary. left your dog unattended in a corridor with no leash in New York City, you fucking idiot. That's so... What if it had been, like, a kid? Right. That's, I like... I mean, seriously. Get your shit together. Like, you can't... Yeah, that's not... It, that's so not cool. Be, it's it's just like, especially now that I see how dogs are supposed to be, like how they get trained. I know. So I I went to a, I went to I ran to my doctor's office, which was actually nearby, and they were closing. And there was another doctor there who was very very gay. And uh, they're like, we can't take you. There's no more space left. And I saw the gay doctor, and I was wearing a tank top, so I just took off my jacket. And because I had been in my workout clothes, so I took off my jacket, and he looked at me. Like the the gay look, and he walked over and he's like, "What's going on?" And like, I just got bit by a dog and I'm bleeding and I'm really upset. And he's like, "Come back here, girl." And he took me. Oh my god! He took care of me and like made me feel so much better. It was great. Thanks, gay doctor. Seriously, it was the best. Okay, I'm sorry. So we sidetracked. So go back to the dogs, Ashley's dogs. So Ashley's dogs. So I didn't really connect with either of the. I didn't like, and I don't know what kind of dog it is. Uh, he, he's a little. He's a mix. He's a Chihuahua, but like doesn't look like one. He kind of looks like a tiny little golden retriever. He's really, really cute. Didn't really connect with either of them. And then, but whatever. Then I was walking her dog in Vegas of all places, and he. We were walking through the casino, and I all of a sudden I was like, oh god, he has to poop. And I was like, fuck, I don't want them to like say you can't. He's a service animal, so legally he can be there. But I was like, I don't want them to kick him out. So he has, to, I'm like, shit, shit, shit. And he's like kind of like crouching around like he needs to poop. And it was my fault because I hadn't like let him poop out. He kept like dragging his feet. And I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And then I was like, oh, he had to poop. So I, I like knelt down pretending I was going to pet him. You're going to go, ugh. And I, he pooped in my hand, my raw hand. <gasps> yeah. So I take the poop and I'm pretending nothing's happening and then I throw it away and then I like, I literally, I like sanitize the fuck out of my hand. I didn't like go eat a salad. So, but like, I like was like, couldn't believe that happened. So then I told Ashley, I'm like, just like Bowie pooped in my hand. And she was like, Emma, there were um, poop bags like attached to the leash. And I was like, oh, that's what those were. (laughs) But. After that, and I was like, well, I also didn't want to get a poop bag out and like draw attention to it. So after that happened, I don't know what the fuck. Bowie, I swear to God, he started like being so sweet to me and I'm in love with this dog. But the problem is now I spoil him and whenever I leave, he starts whimpering and crying and it's making me like depressed because like I feel bad when I leave the dog. And you can see that he's getting spoiled because Ashley keeps being like, you're spoiling him. Like he's, he never used to beg. Now he begs. I, I gave him like meat for the first time. So oh, Emma. yeah. Okay. Two things. One, the poop story. I Crazy, almost have right? no words for that story. If you don't happen twice. in your act, you've, oh my God, Emma, Emma. Three times. Emma. It's called poor planning. The first time I was in the casino, I didn't want anyone to see. The other two times, I didn't have a poop bag, so I was like, "Fuck!" And we were, and so I just like fucking, I like went for it. 
I, the other two times, I didn't have poop bags. <laughs> I, I don't have words for you. There's no I, words. Ha- I know. It's crazy. You have to put it in your act. I mean, I'm not joking around. You have to put that in your act. Here's the problem but with I stuff like say, that. You, if you don't know what? me, it's too far out of left field. Like, when I say certain things like that, it's I don't too- think so. I disagree. I completely disagree. I'll tell you why. <sighs> because... You're uncomfortable saying it because you think that they're not going to like it because they don't know you. When at, when in actuality, you're already saying s- s- completely private shit to strangers that already don't know you. So Even if it's not it's like just, written into a joke, if I'm just like, yeah, he pooped in my hand and that's how we became close. No, no, no. Well, I mean, you have to write a joke with it. So you have right. to say like, you know what I mean? And like pair it with like trying to be sexy in Vegas and you're trying to impress your girlfriend. And so you take out the dog and then the dog shits, but you don't want to bother people. You know, you right. I didn't let him shit outside. Right. Right, right, right. So you have to pair it with, you, you know, you can, you can real quickly develop that joke so that you are victimizing yourself in a situation that's ridiculous so that the <laughs> audience helpless. is on your side. What? Yeah, I, I, I was helpless. I was helpless. I had no choice but to clean up the poop. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's how good of a person you are that you were, you know. Um, I think and I'm too the empathetic. Be, the punchline, the punchline could be like those were the the bags were in the leash. You're like, oh, I used those to collect my tears after I was so right. embarrassed. That's I thought those you were know. snack bags. I didn't know what those. I didn't know what those were. <laughs> they say bags on them. I'm like. Luckily, he's little, so it wasn't, like, giant poop, but it's still fucking... But I, lo- I love the dog so much. It's made me not want to eat meat as much. Um, there are people screaming outside my Airbnb right now. What's so funny is that they're so British when they're yelling that as you're saying that, all I hear is, like, I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I have a question. Did, when you Are you doing one show a night out there or two shows a night? One show a night. That's it's amazing. That's so. Mm-hmm. That is. Is there an opener? Uh, no, no opener. Although tonight I had my friend Reese open. You know Reese, um, great comic from Australia. He looks like Conan O'Brien. Um, I don't think I've met him. Like more fabulous and gay. You amazing. met Reese before. He works at the cellar. Oh yeah, yeah. Like when he comes to um, Reese Nicholson, when he comes to America, he works the cellar. But they, they don't have any openers. I just walk out and it's me. And I have one wow. hour. And I've not had enough time each show. I keep running out of time. Like I had to like stop doing certain jokes because I'm just like, like it feels like it's going by within like three seconds. That's, That's the so big difference fun. between like when you're doing those like late shows, Saturday night, like you're in like, m- you know, the middle of nowhere America and the, the check comes out in the middle of the act and people aren't listening. Like it does make it so depressing when you have an audience that's like there and there to see you and they have nothing else, but their intention is to be there. And there's no check. There's no buying drinks, no nothing. It's a proper audience. It makes stand up the most amazing thing in the world. Absolutely, it's like a it's like a theater experience. I mean, the and the check sucks for the audience too because it's like, and the and and the biggest like hardship there it might be on almost on the fucking waitresses, waiters and waitresses because it's like, I'm sure at every show there's going to be someone like uh, I didn't order these three, I didn't get this. Is, can you split this five sixty seven ways while someone's on stage? And you're right. trying to do math in the dark while while like not disrupting the rest of the show. And then people are like tuning in and tuning out. 
the checks suck. Well, you can literally, literally hear at some point people being like, I didn't order mozzarella right. sticks. That right. was Tim. And right. I'm in the middle Kim. of a joke talking about like, you know, a, a very serious moment or something. Right. Just so, I know. It's, it's been, it's been just, London has Are been gonna just an amazing it? experience. You should videotape uh, it. Why? Videotape. Just for like fun? Yeah, videotape it. You know, because I was thinking, I was looking at Andrew Schultz, who's a comedian who's gotten really popular from putting like his, a, a lot of things, but putting his clips on Instagram. I was like, I, sh- I want to start videotaping more shows and putting clips up every now and then. I think he's got like a whole team with him that helps him. He though. does. Yeah, it's not he's like his like that cousin. Kind of shit. I'm, I'm, I, re- I audio record everything. And he made the initial, th- that's the thing with this shit. He made the initial investment to have like a professional person come do it. So. That's like the catch, like because I think he has someone travel with him and take video, which good for him because that's like a whole other thing to be doing while you're. He, I mean, it's, he, it seems kind yeah. of fun though, kind of. No, he's very he's very dedicated. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, because if someone videotaped me, it'd be a lot of. I mean, I don't. I actually, tr- I truly don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll hire a camera guy. Maybe I'll be like, you know what? This weekend's gonna be a wash. Oh, that sounds painful. This weekend's gonna be a wash, and I'm just gonna put the money, most of the money, towards the travel and the camera guy, and then maybe I'll get more out of it in the long run. I'm going in, whatever it takes. Well, I, uh, I think we should probably end this because we are yes. at forty We're, minutes. But I wanted but... to ask you real quick, what did you so? Did you were you following George Bush? Because people were saying that Ellen and George Bush were friends, but the way I understood it, they just sat next to each other at a baseball game. I, I highly doubt they're like calling each other to chit chat. I mean, isn't he like? Doesn't he live at his mom's house and like paint now? I yeah, I think Whoopi. I saw Whoopi talk about it on the View, and I think Whoopi said that like that this this is like where people with they were sat there essentially, and yeah. Also, I think I think the biggest backlash was Ellen saying. That's right. I'm friends with George Bush, but I think she was joking. Um, right. Here's the thing about it. A lot of people got really mad at Ellen. I, I want to remind... Look, George Bush did a lot of terrible things. I think he was a terrible president. Um, so separate from George Bush, getting mad at Ellen, especially if you're queer or gay, I, I'm not saying Ellen can't do wrong things. She has done things that make people upset, but... Ellen literally is the most one, one of the most, if not the most groundbreaking queer person. Groundbreaking, at, and in, I, in, in in the recent years, right? And so also, I'm not talking about Harvey. I'm not. I'm not talking about Harvey Milk. I'm not talking about you know. I'm saying at a time when it was still taboo, and after the AIDS crisis, and after they were still treating us like shit. The fact that she was able to come out and come back. Right. And win over America is she and, st- and wanted to even give America the chance to receive her again after they were so cruel to her for her to be like, I mm-hmm. still want to try. And I believe that you guys can be better than the way you responded to me before. And also, it's like, guess what? If she can stomach it to be friends with George Bush, that's an incredible way for change to happen. Like that is an incredible opportunity. Like that's like right in the belly of the beast because they're going to be talking about whatever the fuck his paintings finger painting together and then somewhere in there he's gonna be like i think you're a person or whatever and that's well, really I, I, we all have different methods I, of getting there but that's like a pretty 
and and I understand that Ellen. Look, I understand that George Bush. People were saying like he's responsible for so much death, and he is. And I understand people saying I wouldn't sit next to him. I'd refuse it. And that's that's I would have sat and next to him. I I think Ellen's in a different position, and I think look, there's times. I would have sat next to him. Extreme. I would have given him some of my snacks. I would have been like George Bush. <laughs> no, I what just, are you doing? You know, I, actually, I I actually like Laura Bush. Um, Laura Bush has been pro-choice. Let me and tell you pro something. Gay marriage. I'd, and sit, pro- I'd sit next. I don't fucking like Dick Cheney. I I think he's demonic. I mean, I truly think he is. Who? I, he's Dick Cheney. I think is the scare, so scary and twisted, and yeah. I disagree with like categorically everything. I couldn't even read his daughter's book. I didn't. I read it in the store over a course of weeks because I didn't want to buy it to support it. Like I was like ew 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 ew, dislike. But it, I would sit next to that motherfucker and I I'd like every time I'd throw shade at his direction, but I'd still sit there because I'd be like I gotta see this. I would just want to see. I'd be like, what do you? I try to get a picture of him picking his nose or something, but like, yeah, I would, I'd, I'd sit next to him. <laughs> He'd get a picture of you putting a salad together with your hands. Yeah, um, I'd, be, I'd I, be like, what? I, here's my thing. I'm trying to be less and less when I hear someone's Republican write them off immediately. I had a show the other week where, um, and I'm not talking about presidents who led us into war. I'm talking about citizens, people, right? Um, but I, I had a show the other week, and it was a, it was a college show and it was all kids right like 18 20 and a lot of them were gay and then i said is anyone a republican here and this kid raised his hand and i said wow i'm glad i said i'm glad you came i said i don't i that could have been such an opportunity for me to like like ream him a new asshole and let him have he he look he said i i don't believe in he says, I'm, I'm very conservative, I'm very Republican, but I wow. believe that gays and trans people should have equal rights. And I said, okay. And I said, I think, you know, people give Meghan McCain a lot of shit, right? She's annoying. She this. And Meghan McCain was the first Republican I've ever seen in my entire life sit down with Rachel Maddow and find things that they agree on. I remember right. I was 21 years old and she, you know, her dad was running for president and I, she came on the show and I was ready to hate her. I thought, I'm ready to hate this bitch. She started talking. She goes, I absolutely believe in gay people should have rights. And I thought, yeah, I think that we have to stop writing each other off so quickly. How crazy is it? To, how crazy is that that that's even because it's like it's just so crazy because it's like to even begin to for even for us to even begin to talk about liberal or conservative that even part of the question is. That it's amazing that someone's like, oh, I do think you should be able to get married or, mm-hmm. you know, like pulled if your partner is sick, you should have rights to X, Y and Z. It's so crazy that that is something that's on the table when we're trying to talk about other stuff, because it's like that's just it's so. But it, it, and then, yeah, and then thank God for those people that were able to be like, OK, I'm not going to be well, lockstep think- with the party. I think, too, like I was listening to The Daily, which is a podcast from The New York Times, and they did this article where they were talking to a congresswoman, and she went back to her state, and she's Democratic, and a lot of Republicans voted for her. But ever since the impeachment inquiry has been, inquiry has been happening, um, the, you know, it's so funny, like the different worlds we live in. Like the news I watch is not the news that other people watch. You know, right. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, we're just getting the facts and blah, blah, blah. And there were people standing up and saying, like, you know, this is uh, this is um, a, a coup, and you guys are doing a coup, and you guys are this. And I thought, wow, people really are just it, – it's the media 
really, 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 really is divisive. Any sure. news that you watch is divisive. And not just that, but like the people, us included, who are reading these articles, whether it's on BuzzFeed or whether it's on some Republican thing, it's just those people using us to make them more money. Right. You and gotta so watch the Joker because the- he he touches on you gotta you gotta watch the Joker because in it there's stuff about media messaging and mm-hmm. also it's humanizing someone who you then do see do really awful things. But at least for me, I was rooting for him because I, the way it was presented, you see traumatic things happen to him. So it's so powerful the way our opinions are formed because we can only make these assessments based on what we're presented. But that's, mm-hmm. I guess, why we have to go. Because I only go to CNN. I don't go to any other stuff. I don't even begin. I do watch Rachel Maddow because I like the fact that she gives like history lessons on things and puts everything into context and sort of takes like an obscure angle on things to help you see a better picture of it. Like we should try to have her on the show. Rachel, what would it take to get Rachel Maddow? I don't know. I have a friend. My friends. My friends. Kyle Griffin, who's like a huge Twitter. Does he know her? Works at MSNBC. Yeah, he works at MSNBC. He works for I think the Chris. O'Donnell show. I don't know, but um, doesn't she? What would we talk to she, her about? Well, whatever we want. What do we talk to anybody about? Anything? No, I just she's. But I would just want to ask her political stuff because she's that's so fine. Prolific. And, yeah, I guess. I wouldn't so. want. Yeah, I'd just, ask her. I'm curious what she eats for, for breakfast. Like, how does she fuck? How does she? What time does she wake up? Like, what is she? What's her deep? What's well, her freaking deal? She lives with her wife, and they um, live in lesbian utopia, don't they? Live in. Don't they live in... I think they live in Connecticut or Maine or... No, Maryland No, I'm pretty sure they... uh, Maybe they have a place there, but I'm pretty sure that she lives wherever... Where's Smith Smith College? I don't know. Oh, God. I can't believe I'm blanking on it. But I think I've heard... Oh, God. I can't... It's where Amherst, um, Amherst, Mount Holyoke, all these colleges are... uh, I'm Googling where does... Where does... Because I think when she's not filming, she lives there. So we should go be like, oh, we're in the area. We could swing by if you want to do an episode. It says she splits her time between Manhattan, New York, and West Cummington, Massachusetts with her partner, Susan Oh, not what I thought. Wow. Maybe we should invite her partner on and then see if Rachel, see if she could get us in Rachel. Uh, I mean, you know, I'd be down for, I'm down for anything. Let's call a spade a spade here. Yeah, we'll see what um, we can conjure up. But um, well, I, okay, well, this, this was, was another episode. Time. Yeah, great to catch yeah. up. And thank you guys, of course, yeah. for listening. This um, this coming weekend, I'm in Minneapolis, but then the weekend after that, the 25th and 26th, I'm back in DC uh, at the Draft House, and I I got new jokes. I was there under a year ago, and I'm booked the same weekend as the Benson Ball, which is, you know. It's a huge comedy festival in D.C., but I'll be there, and then I'll be in um, November 1st and 2nd. I'll be in uh, Vermont Comedy Club. Um, I'll be in Vermont Comedy Club sometime next year. I don't remember when. Um, I don't have anything to plug besides that I'm still at the Soho Theater, so when this comes out, I still have a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday show. Hell yeah. Thank you guys for being here. This is a good one, Emma. Yes, awesome. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure to like and subscribe, and... um, I don't know. We got anything else? Yeah, like and subscribe. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you.